0: It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. First off, a big thank you to everybody who messaged us about yesterday's podcast. We talked about the late Bill Evanoff and many other things. So thank you very much to everybody who took the time. We appreciate it. Welcome to another edition of After 9. Today, if you're listening chronologically, we love the daily listeners. I know there's some who like to give it a couple of days and then binge listen. But for the dailies, today... Is the 3rd of March, and it's warm again. I'm good with it.
1: Yeah, oh. I mean, gosh, I'll take anything but that. For those freezing temperatures. It's good.
0: Mm, hang on. Put them in my jacket pocket before I forget, because mm. that's exactly the kind of thing I do.
1: I do that, too. We then have, I get
0: home and can't get in the door.
1: Well, we have to leave the entire building, the entire room that we're in, if we have to use the bathroom, which means we have to take our fobs. With us everywhere. This is the problem. So our keys are always out. And when our keys are out, usually we leave them on the desk. I've done this numerous times where I've gone all the way out to my car and then realized, oh, cat, you dummy, you left them in the studio. And then I have to go all the way back in. Yeah, it's a good idea.
0: Whole bunch of things to cover in this After 9 podcast. First off, happy Super Tuesday. This is a big day for me. I'm going to be up late waiting for election results to come in because today America is voting. I think it's 14 different states. 14 or 24. They're voting today, uh, basically now, between Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, and Bernie Sanders. Have you followed it at all? Do you have a a dog in this race? No. Bernie Sanders has got to win.
1: But people like him. I know that. And he seems like a likable dude.
0: Here's the problem. Young people really like Bernie because Bernie's proposing that America go much closer to the Canadian model and the European model where they just have universal health care. He wants to eliminate all the student debt. He wants to make post-secondary free. We don't even have that here. That's amazing. But they say he's a socialist. He's too far left. You can't do that, Bernie, because Trump will walk all over you. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. I think once you dangle free post-secondary and free health care in front of people, they're going to take it come November. The Americans are... Uh, Their system has its challenges. Our system has its challenges. But either way, what Bernie Sanders is proposing isn't necessarily a bad idea. But all these other Democrats that are dropping out of the race, yesterday it was Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar, they bowed out and put their support behind Joe Biden. If anybody's going to get trounced in this election, it's going to be Joe Biden. For the life of me, I can't figure out what the Democrats are doing other than trying to tank this election. It's like they want to lose this one. Likely so that Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg can run again in four years instead of eight years. They know they're not going to win, so they might as well put in somebody who's going to lose and they can start it all over again. Oh, you know what I just did? What? I violated the new rule. 71% of us say they've had at least one political conversation that has harmed a relationship with a friend, family member, or colleague. Ah, 71% have lost a friend or damaged a relationship because they were talking about politics. Can I
1: just say I hate it. I hate talking about politics. Really like with in a social setting, I don't bring it up. If I'm out with my I was just out with my girlfriends a few days ago. We were talking about the strikes that said. So politics did come up because I have teacher friends who are involved. Ah,
0: the teacher strikes. And that's
1: where it does get interesting because I could tell at the table There were opinions being made and other people, they let it slide, but I could tell they didn't really agree with each other on it. But that's why I personally love to just avoid the whole thing altogether. Just avoid it.
0: I think I've mentioned that my girlfriend is, um, I'll just say in the industry. And so I hear a lot of things. And so sometimes we'll go to social functions with her friends and I hear them all talking and I'm just dying to chip in and, and say something, but I always bite my tongue. Stop. It's just not worth it. Well, not when you read this. 69% say talking politics has caused them to lose respect for someone. How can you be that passionate about this? Here's
1: the problem. And I run into this, and you run into this all the time when we put our opinions out there. We put opinions out there, and if other people don't agree with your opinion, they can't seem to accept that. Someone else's thoughts and opinion on something seem to really piss them off. It just happened this morning, for example. And it could be the same for politics or anything else. When you have an opinion on something, based on your own personal use of that product, for example, like I was talking about the iPhone, somebody just, and I know they listen to the podcast and I appreciate it. You guys can always interact with us anytime. But they disagreed with what I said because their opinion on it was something different. And that's fine. You can like something and I cannot like the same thing. That's what makes us different. That's fun. We're all different people. Sure. But to get so stressed out about what other, someone else thinks about something, there's certain hot topics like politics, though. Can't we just avoid them altogether? I don't know. I just hate bringing it up in a social setting.
0: 55% of us have had at least one political discussion that involved verbal attacks, insults, or name calling up 41% in the last four years. People are very polarized. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but conservatives are a lot more emboldened than they used to be. Now it's going back and forth and everybody's calling each other names. Anytime the subject of politics comes up and it's really getting violent. I mean, Mm -hmm. the names people are calling each other. It used to be the typical "Uh, uh, Justin Trudum," That's lame. I don't know why you would say that. Uh, And then Doe Ford. That also is lame. That was like the extent of it, though. Now people are like flat out calling each other racists and all sorts of shit. It's fucked up, mm-hmm. and that's just Canada, where we really don't disagree that much. In America, oh, they've pitted it as socialism versus yeah. communism versus it's everything real else bad over there. It's insane. Yeah. it's amazing how many people. Thirty eight percent have avoided someone at work or in a social situation because they don't want to hear about their political views, and 57% have unfriended someone or stopped following them on social media because of their political views. I'm the exact opposite. If someone disagrees with me, I want to know more. What am I missing? Tell me more. Mm -hmm. I want to read their opinion. I want to read what they're putting out there. I don't think I've ever unfriended someone because of that, but I'm sure it's happened to me. There's probably people who have unfollowed me, and I don't even put that much political stuff out there. I ask very inflammatory questions on social media that are intended to lead you down a certain path. But that's about as far as I'll go.
1: Well, some people and some people will take that and think you think a certain way because of it and then want to start a fight. Everyone wants to start a fight. It's so annoying.
0: Never in person, though. Uh, No. We don't have these conversations face to face. It's always over social media. In any case, I really like Bernie. If for no other reason, then I got to keep seeing Larry David on SNL. So America, do the right thing tonight. And feel the burn. He's a crazy old man. But (laughs) even if you elect him for a year and he gets a couple of things done and then turf him and bring somebody else in, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. It'll be good. Um, Police in Lancashire, England, pulled over an 11-year-old kid who was driving a car in a parking lot on Sunday. Why do I
1: feel like we're hearing more and more about things like this? 11 years old.
0: People... I think, have just thrown their hands in the air and they're not sure how to parent anymore. This is what happened. A family member told the kid, this 11-year-old, you know what? You're going to go and drive the car around that Walmart parking lot because you're so obsessed with Grand Theft Auto, you're going to see what it's like to drive a real car. Well, the cops rolled up, saw an 11-year-old behind the wheel and started laying charges against the person who let the 11-year-old drive the car. Basically insisted that the 11-year-old drive. An adult family member who was with him told the cops they'd taken him out to practice driving as a way to get him to stop playing Grand Theft Auto. Interesting. Who's Interesting. Playing, who's playing Grand Theft Auto these days? I haven't heard much about GTA in you know a long what? time.
1: You know what's so funny that you bring that up is that, so my husband plays a lot of uh, the modern warfare, whatever the heck it's called, whatever. He plays Call, Call of, of Duty. Duty, yes, but there's the other one too. The other one. Anyway, um, so he plays a lot of those games and they have groups of people GTA is coming great GTA coming back a lot of them are joining a GTA 5 to be specific going back and playing it to switch it up Interesting, Like he just bought it this week really yes and they're all going to his group of people that he always plays with he's got these online people he plays with I don't know they're all joining it
0: does that ever weird you out weird. that your husband's talking away and he's got oh, friends yeah. that he's never met
1: He's got friends in Australia, so obviously, like, we never meet them, but they will, like, Snapchat each other things, and they're, like, mates. They're mates, all of them. Like, they're all a big group. There's a couple in Australia, there's a couple, of, most of them are in the States, actually, and then a few of them in Canada, one of which is our good friend that he plays with, too.
0: Okay, so what the fuck are you going to do if they say, good mate? Coming to Canada, and I'm going to stay at your place for a while.
1: I'd be not okay. I'd be like, I'll give you a great hotel recommendation, because <laughs> I don't know you. Friends, but not really no, friends. No, and this guy's wild, too, man. His snaps are cool, though, because they'll just be like, hey, there's a roo, there you go, and they will just fucking snap a kangaroo in his lawn. It's great.
0: Whisper thread that was going around the other day. People revealed the physical traits that they find strangely attractive. Is there anything that's not mainstream, not common, that you notice on a guy?
1: No, I can't think of anything. No.
0: This person says, I love long hair on men, and I love pretty eyes and long fingers. Not ET long, long but feminine long fingers. I think you like women. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think you're into chicks.
1: Wait a minute. Feminine eyes.
0: Pretty long, eyes.
1: Pretty, yeah, hair. Okay. Long
0: fingers. Long fingers
1: yeah yeah I think you I think might you're like chicks. I that's think you're right. like girls I think that's it
0: generally that look anyway this person says there's something so sexy about a man with dark circles under his eyes. Call me crazy
1: okay, crazy
0: <laughs> yeah, that guy who looks unhealthy and very overtired. yeah, that guy uh, jump him
1: it looks like he has about seventeen cups of coffee and zero sleep in the last week. <laughs> fucking right.
0: This person says, call me crazy, but I love when a woman has stretch marks. It makes her more real. I've heard that from a number of people. Mm. Guys like stretch marks. It was, um, uh, what's his name? The rapper, Kendrick Lamar. He had a whole line about it in a song. That's
1: right. That's right. Yep.
0: This person says, okay, this is odd. I know, but I find a guy's armpit hair attractive.
1: Ooh, that's different.
0: Well, that's what you're looking at in certain circumstances, right? Sure.
1: I mean, especially... Well, it's true, though. You're you look little... to the left, armpit yeah. hair, look to the right, armpit yeah, hair. Yeah, it's yep. right there. <laughs> right
0: in right your face. Right in your face. You might as well just adapt and conform because that's where it is. Or roll over one or the other. Is that too much information? Maybe it was too much information. Um, do you have a problem with the term stepmom?
1: I. You know what? I never did. No. I mean, I don't, but I'm not one. But um, I know some people that don't love it. I know some people who are stepmothers that don't love it.
0: Giselle Buncheon, Tom Brady's wife, is the stepmom to Tom's oldest son, Jack. He had Jack with Bridget Monaghan. Um, Giselle Buncheon was asked by a fan how she feels about being a stepmom. She said, I don't like the word stepmom. Mm-hmm. I use the word bonus mom because I feel like it's a blessing in my life. I feel so lucky that I got to have an extra Wonderful little angel in my life.
1: That's great. That's really nice. You know what it is, too? It's it's years and years of stepmom at some points being a negative thing. Like evil stepmother, right? Sure. It's been a thing. And in some old Disney
0: movie- ruined the stepmom. Yeah, like, well, it's
1: true. In some old Fuck books. Fuck you, Mickey. Old books, old movies, they will they will make it seem like the stepmother is evil all the time and that's probably where that comes from where it's like come on man in a lot of cases this stepmom is more of a mother to those children than perhaps their mother was or just as much a mom figure as their mother is
0: well you act in parentis for that child and in when mom's not around let, let's say you're the stepmom, but the kids live with biological mom when the kids are with dad you act as that motherly figure there's some people who don't like hearing that though there's some people, the biological parents, that don't even want to think of a step-parent looking after their kids. So it's a tough balancing act. Mm-hmm. Good to have a conversation about it early on in the relationship, but either way, she prefers bonus mom.
1: Interesting. It, yeah. Is
0: that what little Jack calls her? You hey, know, bonus mom.
1: You know what I think, though, too? A lot of so people that I know that had growing up had a step-parent, now that I really think about it, call them by their first name.
0: I like did that I had Bruce, a stepfather or
1: they were Sharon or they were whatever they, they you didn't say hey st- hey step <laughs> there's just one word no but it, it wasn't hey stepmom my you know but when you refer to them as their your mom's you know new husband or whatever some people won't say stepdad or stepmom i find it doesn't get used a lot anyway but i understand why the term seems so gross now
0: i had a stepdad and i would refer to him as my stepfather but i never liked that term either Maybe it is that Disney influence. I'm not mm. sure. But it also felt disrespectful to call them my dad because I have a dad oh. who's my biological father. So I was never really comfortable with that term to begin with. Uh, Giselle Bundchen might have started a conversation worth having. Hmm. Millennials, you get shit on all the time. And I feel bad for you guys because the older generations like to make you guys look like a bunch of incompetent, completely incapable of managing your money, completely incapable of running your own lives, bunch of losers. Well, That's it, what they do. Older it becomes people do embarrassing
1: it. embarrassing when you're like a millennial like myself to have to be like, yeah, I'm a millennial. I'm sorry, what? I'm a millennial. Yeah, I don't want to hire
0: you because like, you're going to be an asshole. Yeah. Like you don't everyone, know how to do anything.
1: Everyone assumes something about you when you are a millennial. Although I like to always say I'm a cuss millennial. So, <laughs> so I'm not like young, <laughs> young millennial. I'm like middle-of-the-road millennial.
0: So young enough but, to relate to true millennials but old enough that you yeah, like, can probably just mix in with the Gen X crowd. Like, Of
1: course I've got the millennial thing going. I don't really remember a time before, you know, all of this modern technology that we have and cell phones. Don't remember that. Nope. But at the same time, I've got a good work ethic and they get a millennials will get a bad rap for having a terrible work ethic or not applying themselves or whatever. And I don't I whiny don't, little sucks. Exactly. I don't relate to that at all as a person.
0: They did a study on some of the basic repair things that you do around the house, and they found that millennials in particular are not very good at some of them. So the headline reads Millennials are not capable of changing a light bulb. This is the sort of thing that I mean when I say they shit on millennials all the time. That's a little misleading. I think just about everybody can change a light bulb. And if you don't know how to, lie. Fucking lie. Every time. Uh, Of course I know how to change a light bulb. Then go home and watch a YouTube video. Or remember this helpful tip. Lefty Lucy, righty tighty. (laughs) Lefty Lucy, (laughs) righty -tighty tighty.
1: That'll come in handy in so many occasions in your life.
0: It's universal, whether you're screwing a screw or... The hose, turning a
1: hose on and off.
0: Thank you. Just remember that handy little rule. I know you guys know how to change a light bulb. I'm thinking the problem here is that you get some weird light Mm -hmm. fixture, a a dome over top of the bulb. You got to figure out how to take that out. Usually, there's like three screws. You got to loosen them just a little bit because if you loosen them too much, boom. The enclosure falls to the ground and you've broken a light. Yeah. You've got to just loosen it in enough, wiggle it out, and then you unscrew the light bulb. You put the new light bulb in. Boom. You're good. Or you only ever have to really do it once, maybe twice in a lifetime. You buy the smart bulbs and say, hey, Google, turn on the living room lights. And you're <laughs> good. You're good. In any case, I get it. You guys get painted with a bad brush. But I'm going to go down this road anyway and talk about some of the other things that millennials can't do. Fix a loose screw. Screws loose. Do you know what to do?
1: What do you mean? You get a screwdriver.
0: You could just tighten it back up again. Sure. You could put in a thicker screw so that it's not loose. That's another thing.
1: And where are we? It depends what we're talking about, but sure.
0: Wherever the loose screw is. Don't know how to hang a picture or they're not confident in their ability to hang a picture. Okay. So again... I'll give you a little tip here, millennials. You want to make sure that the picture is level. Level. And what do you need to make sure it's level? A leveler. It's actually called a level. Yeah. And you can go to Canadian Tire or Walmart and just pretend like you know what a level is. You just don't know where to find it. So just walk in and say, where can I find a level? 99 times out of 100, it's going to be in the hardware section. So you go, you buy the little level, and then you just look at the liquid in the middle. Once it's all in the little the little bubble, boom, it's level there you go. Hammer your nail in, hang up your picture or put in a screw. I'm sure everybody can hammer a nail into drywall. The problem here is sometimes it's a heavier picture. You need to put in a drywall plug. Mm -hmm. Oh, am I speaking a different language for some? I bet I am for some millennials listening right now. A
1: drywall plug, it's very, it's usually colorful, right? There's usually bright yellow or bright green or bright red or whatever the case is. And then it looks like like a little plastic piece with a little hole in it little hole tube. It looks like a tube, pretty much. It's where the nail goes in. So you hammer that bad boy it's in. screw. But here's a question. You
0: screw okay, it. Don't be it. a fucking prick. I'm not being a prick. Uh, <laughs> I'm mansplaining, if you don't You're mind. You're
1: mansplaining. You're being a prick. <laughs> a
0: screw goes in a plug.
1: Yeah, I fucking know. I'm trying to help. So <laughs> the other the other thing I notice people get too afraid of is they see people doing this and knocking along the wall. And then they don't understand, well, what if I put it in the wrong spot? And then the whole fucking wall collapses. That's yeah, what the they're w- afraid of.
0: The wall's not going to collapse because you tried to hang a picture. Are you sure? Positive. Never in the history of hanging basic pictures has a wall collapsed. You're good. You're good. When you're knocking, if it sounds hollow, that means you need to put in a screw because there's no wood behind that part. Mm -hmm. If it feels a little more firm, okay. That means there's wood behind it. And usually the wood, 16 inches apart. If you measure from the wall, 16 inches, that's where you're going to find wood. So if there's no wood, you use a plug. If there is wood. You don't need the plug. You can just screw it right in. Do you see in. how
1: long it's taken us, though, to explain this? This is why people get so fucking afraid that they're just like, fuck it. I'll, I'll use a command strip.
0: Do dads or granddads not teach people, young people, how to do this stuff anymore? Or do they not want to listen?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think you have to go out of your way to ask. Did you just randomly teach your kids how to hang up stuff?
0: So I got pretty sneaky. I asked my stepdad to help me finish my basement. If you can finish a basement, you can build a house because everything goes into that. There's electrical, there's plumbing, there's woodworking, there's everything. And in doing all that, I learned things like how to figure out where to put the the screws, where the studs are. I learned things like how to wire an outlet and how to fix a leaky toilet, that sort of stuff.
1: Okay, but what about your kids is what I'm asking. Did you teach your kids how to hang up a picture?
0: I'm very condescending with them because I feel like since I know it, they should. And maybe this is part of the problem. So, for example, if my son were to come to me and say, I don't know how to hang a picture, I'd probably call him a couple of names and walk out angry. (laughs) 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 You incompetent asshole. Come here.
1: See, and you wonder why we're so (laughs) fucked up, Scott. (laughs) Case in point.
0: So I think for my daughter, I would be, oh, no problem, honey. Come on. Come here. I'm going to show you how to do that. Here, I'll show you. This is the level and this is the hammer and these are nails. My son, I'd be like, Watch a fucking YouTube video, hang the picture, and I'm going to come back and make sure it's level. (laughs) You little shit. (laughs) What do they teach you guys in school these days? It's a double standard between boys and girls.
1: It is such a double standard.
0: They do say, though, that none of this is laziness or a lack of basic skills. Most of the time, it's confidence. 33% say the reason they don't attempt to do things like hang a picture or, uh, change the light bulb is because someone else would do a better job the rest of the people said it's an issue of time and they're too busy okay well listen Mm -hmm. we're all busy you're never too busy to change a light bulb maybe today you're too busy to change the bulb you could do it tomorrow but on average young people will let a light bulb be burnt out for three weeks before they'll replace it.
1: (laughs) jeez yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you know, I'll just, fuck it, I'll live in the dark for a while.
0: You waited three weeks to change a burnt-out bulb. You, like, felt your way around the house for three weeks because you were too busy to change a bulb? That's nuts. Uh, coronavirus has taken another turn. They're introducing a domestic travel ban in parts of the USA as of this morning. I was chatting this morning on Facebook with a nurse from New York City who listens to the podcast, What's up, America? Awesome! Great to hear from you.
1: So, what what's going on now? What are they shutting down here? What can uh, there stuff? Is there stuff we places we cannot get into? No, we currently? can still go.
0: We're still good. I think they're really watching for the hotspot countries like Italy, Iran, South Korea, China, places like that. But as this virus spreads, I'm pretty confident that eh, we're going to see more and more of that. We just talked about it in yesterday's podcast. They've also figured out some of the economic impacts. Three percent of Americans have skipped work because of a general fear of coronavirus. Really? Already. Already? 3% have said, "Mm, I don't think I'm going to go to that meeting today because coronavirus. Or, well, that job site there, I don't think I'm going to visit it because coronavirus. 7% say they've worn a mask in public. A lot of people DM'd us yesterday after the podcast and said, Yeah, it's true. Regular people don't need masks because unless you get fitted properly for Mm -hmm. the mask, it's just not going to do anything. A paramedic who listens to the podcast messaged me yesterday and he said he went through eight different masks to find the one that fit his face perfectly. And it has to be a perfect seal. Otherwise, this airborne shit can get in. It gets into your lungs. And before you know it, you're infected. Yikes. Speaking of infections, we had a story on our FM morning show today on 91.5 The Beat about a nail salon in Guelph, Ontario. That's about 40 minutes west of Toronto. This nail salon just got written up on five critical violations. Everything from storing dirty pedicure, manicure tools with the clean ones, not mixing the disinfectant properly, and reusing certain ones on multiple people
1: it's school 101 when you go in there we had several text messages from people who um you know took the proper schooling went through uh, all of the anything you have to do for aesthetic uh, aesthetic purposes and said cleaning is like one of the first things that you learn about cleaning how to clean properly so you don't spread any nasty shit like this and people are freaking out understandably
0: day one at aesthetic school Pretty and much. you forgot to do that already?
1: It's late. You know what it is? It's laziness, or they're cheap, or it's management not properly managing the place. Like it could be a number of reasons. But this is why you have to be so careful where you go. And I'm don't get me wrong, I'm guilty of it too. Where I've been like in a mall that I've never visited before, and gone, "Hey, I've got 20 minutes. I'm just gonna fix this nail and just hope to God that they clean all their shit properly." But you don't really know what happens.
0: It's okay to ask questions in that scenario, right? Of course
1: it is. It's your health and safety. Because
0: when I go to the dentist, they always go out of their way. I go to Dr. Kalati, the smile stylist in Oakville. You you turned me on to him.
1: Yeah, he's fantastic. Fantastic.
0: They always pull out a brand new drawer full of all the tools they'll be using in my mouth and they show me, okay, this was just sterilized. Here you go. They unpackage it right in front of me. And okay, here you go. You've got clean stuff going in your mouth. I have to assume... That that wasn't happening at this particular nail salon, that they pulled out new tools and said, hey, here you know, here you go, it's been sanitized and we're all good to go. Even tattoo shops in a lot of cases will show you, hey, this is a brand new needle, taking it out of the package now, this is the one I'm going to use on you, just want you to know everything is sterilized and we're good to go. I like that reassurance. Mm-hmm. Clearly that wasn't happening here. In fact, they did a first visit, found all kinds of problems, went back and did a second inspection. And the people were correcting it as the inspector was going through. Yeah, I'm guessing they didn't take this seriously.
1: They're shut down, right? Like they're not in business. They're not functioning today.
0: So to be honest with you, the write-up that I read about this nail salon didn't say whether or not they're still in business, but it did recommend, this is from the Guelph Wellington Dufferin Public Health Unit, that if you visited this salon between April 2018 and last week, You go get tested for hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and HIV. Yikes. That's fucking scary.
1: It's scary. It's scary.
0: You don't think of getting your nails done, manny or petty, as a medical procedure, but they do use medical grade tools. So they need to be sterilized in the same way. If it cuts you or if it It goes into your bloodstream, boom, that's how infections spread. Well, that's how those particular infections spread. The coronavirus is just... I don't know. Somebody coughs on a door and you touch the door and then you put your hand in your eye and boom, before you know it, you've got it too. I don't even know if they really know how coronavirus is being They're spread. They're not,
1: I don't think, it does not seem that way to me anyway. Anytime we've talked about it or read about it, it, it doesn't seem like they know.
0: worries me that they keep saying risk remains low. Calm down. No need to start canceling big events. So they came out yesterday and said, Oh, no, no, no. We don't need to start canceling concerts and we don't need to cancel large gatherings like uh, Taste of the Day and Fourth or Canada Day celebrations. We don't need to cancel any of those things right now. Everything is fine. If there's a medical officer of health for any jurisdiction listening right now, I'm going to try and be the voice of the people. There's a lot of people who. Take what you guys say and, okay, yeah, they say there's no reason to panic, so I'm not going to panic. I'll just wash my hands regularly. There's a lot of people who don't believe you. There's a lot of people who think you don't know what you're doing because while the whole world seems to be freaking out, you're up there saying, stay calm. Everything is fine. Risk of transmission is low. And they don't believe it. They're calling bullshit on it. So that's why there's a little bit of hysteria spreading is because you seem so calm about it. It's almost like the public wants a little sense of urgency, wants to see something being done because they just don't believe you right now. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of on the fence about it as well. One more thing we'll cover here. If you have a problem or an issue at work, who do you go to?
1: Well, a management of some kind, a manager.
0: 54% of people say they feel like they don't have anyone to turn to when they have an issue at work. And that's mainly because 60% say they're too intimidated to take a problem to their boss. 65% will not go to HR because they believe HR protects the company, not the employees.
1: Ooh, that's interesting.
0: 54% of people say there's nobody they can turn to if they have an issue at work. That's astounding to me. 17% of people say... They've had something serious go down at work, but didn't file a complaint because they were afraid they could get fired for it. Wow. Can you imagine that? So they
1: just keep quiet. Just shut up. Keep doing your job.
0: Uh, I I think this is kind of going the route of like sexual harassment or inappropriate comments. Gotcha. Maybe some touching, things like that. Right. If something goes down, people are afraid to go to the boss because they don't want to rock the boat. Even more afraid to go to HR because it's HR's job to protect the company. And if you think about it, it is kind of a conflict of interest. I mean, depending on how ethical your HR person is. So you just don't say anything at all. That's fucked up. Yeah. If you had a problem at work, you know you could come to me and I'd kick their ass, right? (laughs) Oh, I know. And I would tell Dave and Dave would actually, you know, kick I'd their have ass. no problem
1: kicking their ass myself though.
0: <laughs> I know. In fact, if I got harassed at work, you tell me, I will go to cat 99 times out of a hundred. I will be like, cat, you won't fucking believe what Adelia just said. And then cat's going to go deal with it. Actually with Adelia, I don't think we're going to deal with it. No, so <laughs> I think it'll just be fine. Us dealing with it is going to have drinks. <laughs> Let's go to Moose Winooski's and have a few pints and figure it out. Yep. Hash this out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to After 9 today, everybody. We love you. Uh, episodes come out regularly. And if you get a sec, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. I would hope that you've hit the subscribe button so you just get future episodes automatically. But leave us a review in mm-hmm. whatever app store you happen to have downloaded this from. Let us let everybody else know. We'd love that. Why they should listen. Grab a friend, too, and say, hey, hey, you. Listen to this shit. Listen to this. Check this out. They swear in it fucking true <laughs> <laughs> I love after nine have a great day everybody go Leafs go they're out on the west coast and uh, yeah
1: late game I will not be watching that then
0: hate late Leafs I hate
1: it during the week hate it hate it hate it Ten- even on a weekend actually I hate it on a weekend too
0: 10 30 start come on Back. but there's a lot of people who are either shift workers or night owls don't go to bed till like midnight those 10-30 games, they get yes. psyched up for them. That's good. They've got all evening to get done, whatever it is they want to get done, and then they can watch the Leaf game to unwind before bed. Well, nobody can actually unwind watching the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not right now. Like, not on the roller coaster that we're on. But anyway, go Leafs, go, go Raptors, and we'll see you tomorrow.